birthday and um, uh, got the house rearranged a little bit so that uh, uh, it would be um, more advantageous uh, for Brother Don as he gets home as he's just doing doing so good and um, really passed really passed good really more miraculous uh, that he's doing and um, uh, he's going to be He's going to be doing a 5K before too long, and it's just uh, absolutely crazy uh, how well he's doing, and so we're so uh, certainly so uh, thankful for that. Turning your Bibles uh, to the book of Psalms, and we are in Psalm 136. Psalm 136, uh, verses 1, 2, 3, and 26 say, Oh, give thanks. Unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful tonight for your love, for your grace, for your mercy, for your holiness. We thank you not only for what you do, but we thank you tonight for who you are. Help us to have an attitude of gratitude and to be thankful, not only in this season, but every season in our lives, whether it's up, down, whether on the mountaintops or in the valley, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to remember that we have so much to be thankful for. Uh, we'll be careful to give you the praise, honor, and glory for everything that's said and done. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And so I kind of want to finish up my thoughts uh, tonight uh, concerning um, gratitude. We talked about this morning why we should be thankful or what we should be thankful uh, for. And uh, we talked about being thankful for God's provisions and, and God's protection and um, uh, all, all, all the different, listen, all the different benefits that we have that we sometimes forget, we need to be reminded of from time to time uh, to be uh, to be thankful for uh, those things, and there are so many benefits uh, that uh, we can be thankful uh, for. Again, not only for what God does. Sometimes I think. Sometimes I think we concentrate more on what God does than who God is. And when we do that, we often, um, when we get to a point where we think God's not doing what we think God should be doing, not what God is actually doing, but what we think now. Listen, you know, we pray for a car and God gives us a beat up Datsun instead of a, you know, a, a, a brand new Mercedes. You know, we think to ourselves, um, well, God, I asked for a car, and God's getting up and saying, I gave you a car. You said a car? I gave you a car. But it wasn't the car we wanted, right? And so sometimes we feel like, or we think, or we perceive, however you want to put it, that God's not doing exactly what we think God should be doing. And when we think, or we... Um, or we concentrate on more, more on what God is doing than who God is, sometimes we get ungrateful because God's not doing it. But if we reverse that and we concentrate more on our gratefulness 
for who God is, God never changes, right? God is holy. God uh, is graceful. God is merciful. God is long-suffering. God is love. God is all these things, and they don't change. And so we always have a reason to be thankful uh, because of who God is. Sometimes we have to change our perspective. You ever notice that? You ever notice that in life? Sometimes we're going along in life, and, and sometimes our 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 perspective and our priorities get out of whack. And sometimes we have to readjust. We have to remember what's most important. We have to remember, um, you know, uh, on the uh, pursuit of fame and the pursuit of, uh, uh, of power and the pursuit of money. Can I tell you what that, that's what the, that's what the world is looking for. Fame, power, and money. Because people, for some reason, think if they have fame, power, and money, all of their problems go away. Let me tell you, you want to double down on your problems? Just get fame, power, and money. I'm going to tell you, with that comes so many problems and so many issues uh, in, in, in life. And so... I'm not saying those things are wrong to have. I'm just telling you, be careful, because if you get caught up in that pursuit, you'll forget how important your family is. You'll forget how important your church is. You'll forget how important prayer is. You'll forget how important the Bible is. You'll forget how important... The, the things that we once used to focus on. You see that in our country? I mean, it's quite evident, isn't it, in our country? The things that we used to focus on, we don't focus much on anymore. I mean, it's amazing to me. We're watching football because Saturday is, we, 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 we watch football in our, in our, in our household and and um, scream and holler at the refs and throw things, and we just have a great time watching football uh, on, on, on Saturdays. And so uh, we're, we're watching football, and, you know, it's always about, you know, getting to the NFL, and it's always about, uh, you know, getting commercials. It's always about being the best and being the best quarterback and being the best running back and being the best wide receiver and being the best linebacker. Being, uh, uh, let's be the best so that we can play on Sundays. That, that's the goal because then you move into being a millionaire uh, when you're playing in the NFL. And it's all uh, about you know, the players are talking about that, the, uh, the announcers are talking about that, and then somebody gets hurt. You ever notice that? Somebody gets really hurt. They have to take them off by ambulance or uh, they have to go to the hospital. And then all of a sudden, they start talking about all, all of our prayers are out, out to the families. You think to yourself, Wait, where, where, did, where did that come from? You know what happened? The perspective changed. All of a sudden, one of the commentators, somebody got hurt in one of the games here recently, and and uh, he ended up have, having to go to the hospital. He just collapsed, and 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 one of the commentators, and I'm telling you, I guarantee you, he got flack for it. One of the commentators said this: 
prayers are out for the families. Who cares who wins the game? And I thought, that's a different perspective. Now, I bet you a whole bunch of people are thinking to yourself, what do you mean who cares who wins the game? There's a national championship coming. There's all this coming and all that coming. And, and boy, I'm telling you, if you get your perspective off, the things that once were important to you won't be important to you anymore. And so we have got to get our priorities and our perspective in the right place or we'll never be thankful. We'll never be thankful for what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do one day in the future. So we talked about this morning, we talked about what we can be thankful for. Uh, Tonight I want to talk about how can we be thankful. What are the practical ways that we can be thankful. Do you know that the things that we do, we should do on purpose? Right? The things we should do, we should do on purpose. You ought to be grateful on purpose. We generally, by nature, people don't like this, but it's just the facts. By nature, we're wicked people. I mean, that's who we are. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Yeah, but you understand, preacher, I'm saved. Now you're a saved sinner. You still have this flesh. And by nature, we are a very selfish people. Now, now I'm not saying that everybody's selfish and everybody's selfish all, uh, uh, all the time. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you by nature, that's who we tend to be. And so if by nature we tend to be uh, a selfish people, we generally don't think about others. And so if we're going to think about others, guess how we got to do it? we got to do it on purpose. You're not grateful on accident. You're grateful on purpose. You don't think of others on accident. You think of others on purpose. If you come to church, and you come to church and just say this morning you got up and you just... Maybe you had a bad week that week, or I guess Sunday's the beginning of the week, but the previous week you had a bad week, and, and, and you, just, you, you, you got up, and you didn't feel like really coming to church, and you, just, you were just in a bad mood, and you came to church, and you had, you had no intentions of doing anything but coming to church. Guess what? That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a time you come to church. You didn't get nothing out of the service. I mean, you didn't, didn't want to talk to anybody. I mean, you just came in and you went out. But if you get up and you pray and you say, Lord, open up an opportunity for me to be an encouragement to somebody. Lord, Lord, help me to be a blessing to somebody else today. And you come through those doors and you come through those doors with a purpose and on purpose, it's going to make a difference. Do you ever... Do you ever do something with fear and trembling? We should never come to church with fear and trembling. But sometimes we do, don't we? Have you ever done this? <laughs> You're not going to admit it. You won't raise your hand for the obvious thing, so I know you won't raise your hand for this one. But if you ever done this, you ever got up in the morning and come to church and you said, well, I sure hope so-and-so isn't there. Don't look at me like that. Don't even look at me like that. You know why? Because you know that that person, 
I mean, it's going to confront you. That person's going to say something to you. That person's going to be mean. That person. And you know what? You come to church and often, you know how many times that I've had to counsel people? That, that, I, that, that come to church. And boy, they both come to church and then something happens in a relationship. And now one of them, they both want to still come to church and say, well, then one sit on one side of the church and the other sit on the other side of the church. Don't talk to each other. Don't look at each other. Just, just, just continue to come to church, but come to church with a purpose and come to church on purpose. We should never be afraid to come to church. We should never be afraid to be around God's people. And you know why we are? Because we often have the wrong purpose. Let me tell you, on purpose. You know, I talk about it often, and, and really, I don't hate social media. I, I really don't. I think social media can be a very, very helpful thing. Matter of fact, if Wendy keeps up with people that she, you know, graduated from high school with and all sorts of things on Facebook. Listen, <laughs> I don't want to keep up with the people I graduated high school with, okay? So I, I, I'm good with not having social media. But let me tell you, social media can be, can be so mean-spirited. People will say things over social media that they'd never say to your face. And some people are on social media so much that they're waiting for you to make a comment so that they can make a comment on that comment. To tell you you're wrong or to disagree with you or to try to argue with you over some kind of... Uh, some kind. Listen, you know what? Let's be real. Nobody wants to be around that person. And church should be... A haven of rest. Church should be a place of praise and of worship. Church ought to be a place that we can come and find refuge in the storms of life. So when you come to church, come to be blessed, but come to be a blessing. Should be twofold. Come to be blessed, but you can't be blessed, then what are you doing, right? Become to be a blessing and find out where can I fit in? Where can I, on purpose, uh, uh, fit in the church? Where can I? Ask yourself this question. Where and how can I be grateful? Number one. And, and, and really one of the easiest ones. We can be grateful and we can give thanks with our lips. We can give thanks with our lips. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. The Bible says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Do you know it's unfortunate? But more people are hurt with with the mouth than they are with weapons I mean I mean sometimes you, have you ever thought to yourself have has somebody ever said something and you thought to yourself did you even think before you said that I used to be that person years and years and years ago I mean I was a I was a very mean person very, very mean person. I mean, I, most, most people don't even know this, but I was, I was 
got engaged before before I got before I went to the uh, uh, before I got saved. While I was in the military, and um, this girl that I uh, was ga- about engaged to, she's she has died now, tragic death. Um, but man, I think back to myself how with my words how mean I was. We'd be going, we'd be going out. She'd come out to come out of the uh, uh, come out of her uh, room, and I'd say, "You're wearing that. Get, get back, get back in there and change." It's the kind of person I was. The words that I said when I got saved. You know what my first phone call was after Wendy? After I called Wendy, my very first phone call was to my mother. And me and my mom are are not even really that close. I call her on Mother's Day. She calls me from time to time on accident. <laughs> Called me not too long ago, and I'd say, I said, Hey, mom. She said, Oh, I'm sorry. I bought dollar. I didn't mean to call you. I was like, Love you too, mom. We'll talk to you later. And, uh, but we, you know, we have, that, we have a relationship, and it's okay. But man, how I treated my mother growing up. First thing I did was called and apologized. We can use our mouths as weapons to destroy people and to hurt people and to bring people down to discourage people. Do you know we're all gifted? I don't know if you know that or not. But if you're saved, the Holy Spirit of God has gifted, given you at least one spiritual gift. Can I tell you, being mean-spirited is not a spiritual gift. I mean, it might be a gift of the flesh, right? It might be a gift of being a sinner, but it is not a gift of the Spirit and sometimes, and I use this verse all the time because I think it's so very important. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. So sometimes I've got something to say. I've learned this. Have you learned this with your spouse? Sometimes I've got something to say and I say to myself, now's probably not the time. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it later. I'm going to say it at a more advantageous time. I'm going to say it um, when it's more fit. And God has given us two ears and one mouth on purpose so that we might be swift to hear and slow to speak. Put a watch, the scripture says, on your mouth. Be careful what you say. Sometimes just because you say it or just because you think it doesn't mean you have to say it. I was telling my Sunday school class this morning, uh, in my early years as a pastor, I would stand in front of the mirror and I'd preach the message I was about to preach on Sunday. And boy, I'd, 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 I mean, I'd preach straight to myself. I'd point my finger and I'd get all my gestures right and I'd do my facial expressions right. And, and sometimes I would say something out loud. I was talking about Bible study. We are talking about studying the Bible. And I said, sometimes it's good to read the Bible out loud. And sometimes I would read my notes out loud. And I've said this. Have you ever done this? I'd, often, I'd say it out loud and I'd think, mm, that sounded better in my head. Maybe I shouldn't say that out loud. You know what that means? That's being swift to hear and slow to speak. Be careful. Don't speak when you're angry. 
We are think through these things, and we ought to use our lips for gratitude. We ought to use our lips for thanksgiving. Do it on purpose. Let me, let me tell you what the scripture says. Number one, with our lips, we ought to be grateful. Uh, grateful early. Go back to Psalm, the Psalms. Psalm 63. Psalm 63 in verse 1, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. We ought to be thankful early. I mean, once you get up. I mean, praise God. Thank God for the day that he's given you. Thank God that he opened up your eyes. Thank God for the oxygen that you're breathing. Thank God for uh, the rest you got. Thank God for a roof over your head. There are so many things to be thankful for. And start off early. You know, when I had, man, I, I, I was so sick. I, I had whatever I had. It's the, the, the crud. That's what, what I'm calling it. It's the flu, COVID, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. I had the crud. And I, and I just, I don't, I don't go to the doctor. I just don't like to go to the doctor unless I absolutely have to. And so um, I just, su- just, just suck it up. That's what I've always learned. And just, 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 you're okay. Well, one morning, I got up to get up, and I couldn't open my eyes. And I'm going, well, it freaks you out just a little bit. You can't open your eyeballs. Now I take my fingers, and I had to actually pull my eyes open. And they were red and full of gunk, and it was just absolutely. It never happened to you. And ne- I'm listening to me. I'm 50 years old. It's never happened to me before. And I'm thinking to myself, doctors, it is. And went to the doctor and got an antibiotic. And but it was just all that congestion and all that junk that was going on. But but when I was thinking to myself, when I couldn't open my eyes, my first thought was, how many people? Don't, that don't have sight. How many people that can't see and I can? Boy, that's something to be thankful for. You know, so many people that, that can't uh, uh, use their arms, that can't use their legs, and I can. So many people that can't talk and, and, and can't hear, and I can. Do you realize there is so much to be thankful for? And you need to remind yourself that every single morning. Great, you know what the Bible says? Great is his faithfulness. By the way, those that can't see, those that can't hear, those that can't walk, those that can't use their arms should be thankful as well. Fanny Crosby, great hymn writer and songwriter. Over 8,000 songs and hymns Fanny, Fanny Crosby wrote. Many people believe she was born blind. She was not. She was actually a, a, a young girl uh, when she went blind. A, a quack doctor told her she was having some eye problems, and they made a poultice and put a hot poultice on her eyes. Caused her to go blind. Blind the rest of her life. 8,000 songs and hymns. She was asked this question, Fanny, what, what, um, would you like, if you could get it, would you like to get your eyesight back? And she, and she said unequivocally, without even thinking, she said no. She said no. She said no, I would, never, I, I would never want my eyes back. She said I would never want my sight back. She said think about this. This is perspective, by the way. She said think about this. The first face I see won't be yours. 
the first face I see will be Jesus. And she said, that's a lot to be grateful for. You know, we can have infirmities and we can have problems. And by the way, God never promised that we wouldn't have infirmities. Stop watching these TV evangelists. They're a bunch of quacks. I mean, we have infirmities. We have problems. It's part of the sinful world we live in. That doesn't mean we can't be grateful. I mean, we've got to be thankful early every morning. Take some time. Take it. You take time to drink your coffee. You take time to take a shower. You take time to get to work. Pick one of those times. Do you know how much time we waste in life? I mean, we waste a lot of time in life. I mean, if you go to work, God bless you. Listen to me. God bless you. If you have to work in in Pooler or in Savannah or God, listen to me. God bless you. Because I just, I mean, I couldn't do it. I, I, I just couldn't do it. But the times that I am caught in traffic, and boy, let me tell you, I will avoid it. I mean, I will... I will go a hundred miles out of my way. When we'd, when we'd come back and have to go through Washington, we'd go like this. I'm, take, I'm probably adding three hours to my trip. But I ain't got to sit in traffic. I can't stand it. But you know what? That time that you're in traffic is a good time to pray. It's a good time to praise God. Turn on a podcast. Turn on some music. Some music that praises the Lord. Some, some time. Use that time to be grateful. You know what we use that time for? Grumbling. Because we're worried about the idiots in the car next to us. Or the one that's in front of us. Or the one that's behind us. And we're honking our horn and we're yelling. And hopefully we're keeping our windows up when we're yelling. And sometimes we roll them down and yell out our windows. And boy, we are just in such a tizzy that by the time we get home, I mean, our head's about to pop off. Steam's coming out of our ears. You know what we need to do? We need to take a time. Take some time to be with the Lord. Early, on your way to work. Early, when you're in the shower. Early, when you're drinking your coffee. Early, when you're doing your devotions. Take time to praise God. You know the model prayer? It's all, we often call it the Lord's Prayer. But don't be confused. The Lord's Prayer is found in John 17. It's an intercessory prayer. The model prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's not the Lord's prayer. That's the model prayer. But you know what the model prayer teaches us? Watch this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now give us this day our daily bread. See, all that stuff before you ever ask for anything... All that stuff is praise. All that stuff is honor. All that stuff is reverence. All that stuff is respect for who God is. Thank you, Lord. Use your time. Use your time wisely and praise God early in your morning, early in your day, whenever that day uh, might begin. So praise Him and thank Him early. Praise Him and thank Him early. Late, Psalm 119. Psalm 119 in verse number 62. Psalm 119 and 62. At midnight, I will rise to give thee thanks, to give thanks unto thee, 
because of thy righteous judgments. At midnight, some people are early risers, and some people stay up late. I'm the stay up late guy. I like to stay up late. I, I, I don't, I, I guess my body's not a big fan of sleep. And so I wake up all the time. As a matter of fact, this morning I woke up 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock in the morning. And you know what I used to do? I used to wake up, I'd get in the recliner, and I'd look at the ceiling, and I'd go, why am I up? Why can I sleep? Listen to me. Counting sheeps for the dogs, folks. It doesn't work. You can count and count and count and count and count, and it doesn't work. And I'd be laying there. You know what I do now? I'd say to myself, Lord, why do you have me awake? Who can I pray for? How can I, how can I be so... Lord, I'm so thankful for what you've done in this situation or in this circumstance. You know what you need to do? You need to use your time wisely. And, and, and not only early, but late. You know, you should never go to bed. You ever heard this statement? Your, your, your mama ever tell you this? Don't, don't, don't ever go to bed mad. In your relationship, don't ever go to bed mad. Don't let the, here's this biblical principle, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Get it taken, get it taken care of, because, because you know what happens? When you're mad and you go to bed, it festers. It gets worse. When you wake up the next day, it's not like, oh, it's all solved. Guess what? You get up the next day and you're just as mad, if not madder. Get it settled. Don't go to bed mad. And listen to me, don't go to bed ungrateful. Finish off your day thanking God for the day. I don't care how bad the day was. I don't care how many troubles there were or how many uh, problems there were. Go to bed, get up in the morning, and be grateful. Be grateful all day, and then be grateful before you go to bed at night. Listen, if we'll do that... We won't have a problem having an attitude of gratitude. If we're just remind ourselves, do you need reminders? The older I get, the more reminders I need. Wendy will say, I told you that. And I'll say, no, you didn't. Have you seen the commercial? Only time I see commercials is on football. If I'm watching a live game. And that's just only the Georgia game. Everything else I watch on DVR, and I don't like commercials. Fast forward them. But ever seen it where the husband and wife are arguing to see who's right, and then she throws the flag? Anybody seen that? It says, let's watch the replay. Right? Sometimes I think my wife wishes she had a flag. Let's watch the replay. I told you. I need to be reminded. If I don't make lists, I won't remember. If I don't, somebody will say, somebody says to me, now, how do you get to so-and-so? Don't ask me how to get to so-and-so. If we didn't have GPS, I'd be lost getting to the house. I mean, I, I can't get anywhere without somebody, usually the passengers sitting next to me, telling me how to get there. Or a computer telling me how to get there. Or having a list saying, hey, you need to get this done and get that done. If it doesn't go on my calendar, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen because I need to be reminded. Listen to me. It's okay that we need to be reminded. If you have to, if you have to take a, a stick them and put it on the refrigerator, because we don't need to be reminded to eat. 
put it on your snack drawer. I got a snack drawer. Pots and pans everywhere. There's a drawer that's designated for snacks. Open that up. I have a snack every single I don't care if I eat at 9 p.m. I will have a snack at 10 p.m. I, I just, it's ingrained in me. I love snacking. Put, put the stick on wherever you know you're going to be. We don't forget to go to bed. Right? Put the stick them there and say, be grateful. So I was talking about this morning when we were at we once had that little sign that said, be kind. Put a stick them up. Be kind. Before you leave the house, be kind. Put it in your car, on your steering wheel. Be kind. Be forgiving. Whatever it might be, remind yourself. We need to be reminded to be grateful. And we need to be grateful early. And we need to be grateful late. And we need to be grateful always. We need to be grateful always. There isn't a time where it's okay to be ungrateful. We need to be grateful at all, uh, at all times. Ephesians uh, chapter number 5 over in the New Testament. Ephesians uh, chapter number 5 and verse number 20. Ephesians 5 and 20, the scripture says this. Giving thanks, how often? Always. For all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always. Giving thanks when you're on a mountaintop. That's easy, isn't it? Giving thanks when you're on vacation. Isn't it easy to give thanks when you're on vacation? Maybe you like the beach. You're sitting on the beach. You're in a, a, a nice reclining chair and you got a you got a big old umbrella over top of you and when you're laying there and listening to the ocean, or maybe you're in a hammock. Listen, I, I go to the beach because my family loves the beach. Huh. When I go to the beach, let me tell you something. I got long sleeves on. I've got a hat that's about this big. I mean, I've got long pants on. I, got, I do not like to be burnt. I do not like, but I, but I do like to listen to the ocean. And sometimes we'll go to a place and they'll have a hammock. That's it. I mean, I get in that hammock. You ever lay in a hammock and it goes over top of you? Just leave me there. Come back when you're all done. I just love it. So peaceful. I mean, it's so restful. Maybe you like the beach. Listen, when you're there, you're grateful. Grateful to be on vacation. When you're at work, not so much, right? Sometimes we forget to be grateful when you're at work. When you're well and everything's going good, I mean, you're healthy. Things are going great. You're grateful for it. Man, it's hard to be grateful when you're sick. It's hard to be grateful when somebody's trying to shove fluids down you so you don't get dehydrated. They're trying to make you drink soup or trying to get you. You just want to be left alone. You, just, you don't want to be grateful then. But the Bible says to be grateful always. To be thankful always. God never said that the things of God would be easy. You agree with that? You've been doing it long enough. I mean, most of you have been doing it long enough to understand that, you know, reading God's Word is not always easy. I mean, going to church is not always easy. Sometimes you have to say no to other things to be here. Sometimes you have to make yourself get up. Sometimes you have to get rid of the excuses that the devil gives you or your flesh gives you or the world gives you. And boy, sometimes it's just hard. You know, sometimes it's hard to defeat uh, a temptation. T- temptation comes. 
to, I, I finally, being, I'll be, I'll be 51 in just a couple months, and I finally decided, okay, I've probably been diabetic for over 20 years. I've never been diagnosed because you actually have to go to a doctor to get diagnosed. And so I thought to myself, well, I better go. It's about time. My feet always hurt. My eyes always sting. It's just all, I, I, I've, got, I've got to go. Not to mention what, you know, it does to your organs and, you know, your, your pancreas says fooey, you know, and it's just all, and it's all downhill. And so I went to the doctor. And I'll tell you, it wasn't good. And so now I'm on medicine. But I couldn't take the oral medicine, so I had to take, I've got to take the shots. I've got to do, I've got to do insulin until I get my sugar down to where it needs to be. And I'm telling you, it's discouraging. And when you're in the store and you're in line, no Skittles are sitting there. I like Skittles. But when you're sitting there saying, I don't, I don't eat chocolate, so I don't get candy bars, none of those things. Payday? Mm-hmm. Man, I can eat. You know the double ones, the king size, and they got two. I don't, I don't know nothing about that. But you know they got two of them in there. It's tempting, isn't it? And you know you got to go by, and you know what you got to do. You got to say no. And that's with any. By the way, that's with any kind of addiction. It really is. And things become addictions in our lives. And we feel like, or we think that we've got to have it. And we say to ourselves, oh, boo-hoo. I can't have a piece of cheesecake. Oh, boo-hoo, I can't have a bag of Skittles. Oh, but instead of saying, I can eat that T-bone steak, I can have lobster. I mean, I can have, now, boo-hoo, I can't, I'm not supposed to eat pasta, but I, I, whatever. But, you know, you can't, you know, you're not supposed to eat some of these, a few of these things. But we forget what we can have, what we can do. And temptation often is saying no to this and saying yes to this. And let me tell you, when that, when temptation comes knocking, and if you're never tempted, you're not doing something right. I'm telling you, you're doing something wrong. Spiritually, you're doing something wrong if you're never, ever tempted in your life. It's temptation. I mean, the devil, if he doesn't have you, he's coming after you. And boy, when he tempts us, you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to pull that gratefulness right away from us. You know what gratefulness leads to? Praise. You know what gratefulness leads to? Worship. That's what we should be doing. Praising, honoring, worshiping the Lord and being grateful for what he's done. And what the devil wants to do is pull us away from that. Say no to the devil. Say yes to God and have an attitude of gratitude. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you for this time together. Pray that you'd help us this week to be a grateful people. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're going to go right into our business meeting tonight. Got several